Welcome to the Stone Industry Podcast. Whether you're an experienced agent, new to the industry, a property manager or principal, join us in conversations with fellow industry peers. Stone Industry Conversations will bring you content to inspire and inform you on your journey in real estate. Well, thanks everybody for joining us. Today we have a special guest, Gina Van Atkin, who is the Head of People at Stone Real Estate. Good morning, Gina. Good morning, Pete. How are you? I'm well, thanks. And you? I'm great too. Thank you very much for joining us today. Look, James, I just thought we'd talk a little bit today about your role at Stone as the Head of People. Um, Some networks don't really have a Head of People, and for those that do, they primarily work uh, at a franchise level or with company offices and not over the whole group. But your role's quite different at Stone. Can you explain what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So as the title suggests, I guess, it's, it's really looking after the people in our organisation and just ensuring that we have an amazing culture that flows all the way through. Um, primarily, I support the new principals who join Stone um, in the way of really I outline active agents in the market and I assist them to make connections with these people. Right. So when you say assist, let's, let's say that I'm opening a new Stone office tomorrow you get mm-hmm. involved from the outset, you identify all the competing agents within that territory, um, and then you literally spend a lot of time on the phones, having coffee, making appointments, both for yourself and for yourself and the principal to interview or speak with those agents who might be interested. Is that right? I do, yeah. There's a lot of pre-work as well involved, Pete. So I actually sit with the um, principals first, and we outline, as I mentioned before, their business development areas. I provide them with an actual BDA map um, of that area. So, you know, I, I like to let them know that they need to keep that somewhere really visible just to remind them what's going on in their space. I would then set up um, what I call recruitment coaching sessions and we literally go through a whole list of um, agents that I provide the principles and that sometimes can be, oh, oh gosh, you know, we're, how long's a piece of string? hundreds of agents, but we really whittle it down to people that we feel are going to be aligned with our culture. And then I will systematically um, split those lists out. And so what I, well, really what the agents, sorry, the principals need to do is start to make some of those calls as well. We work together. I think that's the key thing. And then we come back and meet either weekly or fortnightly um, and we make calls, set up appointments, get out to meet these people Physically, where I can't be there, because I know sometimes geographically I can't be everywhere, I will line up meetings and then um, just connect those agents with the principals and they go out to have those recruitment meetings. Yeah, right. So people might say, well, how does one lady or one person cover a network of, you know, 40-odd offices? Um, Exactly. But but you're doing that and you're doing that in New South Wales, in Victoria and in Queensland very effectively. Um, So... How do you actually schedule all that in? I mean, how do you appropriately cover every every office? Yeah, good question. My priority is the new offices onboarding. Um, so we have what is called a hypercare period. It's a couple of months. So again, it's it's pretty much, if you imagine, sort of hand-holding, if you like. Um, I know some of the principals, they, they don't have a lot of time to make these calls, so I assist them. And they... More than anything, it's about keeping them accountable, I guess. They can make the calls. They know the connections. They know the people they want to reach mm-hmm. out to. So it's, as I said before, it's working with them to farm that job out, if you like. Um, I then do schedule which um, 
areas or principles need some extra support ongoing and that's quite sporadic but I ensure that I at least speak and see to see our principals um, once a quarter and just, just drop a call in to make sure they're going okay. Sometimes they say to me, look, I've been trying to grab this agent, can't get hold of them, can you make a call here and there? Yep. Uh, and that's how I support the network. And of course with newer agents or, or agents coming and going into different businesses all of the time, I mean new agents enter the marketplace, let's assume that yep. there's been an office in in the network happily bubbling along for a year or two or three, the hyper care, care period is well over. Your mm-hmm. service doesn't finish there, right? I mean, a principal could pick up the phone or send you an email and go, hey, Gina, look, we really need to recruit some people and and, and I want to be really careful of not over-promising, but of course what you do then is jump back in and get on the phones and reprint the list of all the competing agents and have a look at, uh, you know, through the various portals that we have access to, identify those agents and you start the process pretty much again, right? And you go back and cover all the old ground plus any new agents at any time an existing principal wants to do that. Is that correct? That's right. And I usually revise all the conversations. I keep very um, precise notes, I guess, of, yes, of when do. I'm fit. I do, mm-hmm. I do. Of when I've spoken to all the agents and what date and what we actually talked about. Just high-level dot points, right? But I do go back to the principals and go, right, where did you get to with this person? This is the last conversation we had. Where are you at now? So I just make sure that that relationship is still trailing along. This is the important bit, Pete, I think. Um, it's, there's no silver bullet, as you and I know. I mean, we could have 10 genas working on the case. At the end of the day, um, principals need to obviously pick up the phone and make those connections yeah. because those the agents are joining them. They're not joining me. So that's the important thing. We're trying to foster a relationship between the agent and the principal. Um, really, my, as I said, my job is just to get that person in front of the principal, but they still need to foster that relationship. Um, yeah. I think that's a really important point. As the network continues to grow, I mean, you know, 40, 50, 60 offices, I know you can schedule that in, but uh, there there are obviously um, contingency plans that you have in place to support you, right? I mean, as the network grows, Mm -hmm. HR functions got to grow with it. It does. It does. And we've done a lot of work where we've built a lot of these processes into the shed, which is absolutely invaluable for any new principal and our existing principals where we've got videos that I've uh, cut and created just to help keep these people, keep your principals on track, really. You know, if they kind of go, look, I've got a bit of a block here, a bit of a stumbling block, let me just watch this video um, and have a look. How I, What should I say here? What What's a good starting point conversation? Otherwise, the guys that I've got really, and girls that I've got really great relationships with, just pick up the phone and go, look, I've spoken to so-and-so, this is where I'm at, what do you suggest next? Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. You mentioned at the beginning just of, of, of that uh, little paragraph, the shed. Just for those that don't know, the shed is the internal internet mm-hmm. for Stone and that houses videos, it houses forms, documents, templates, checklists, etc., etc. So just to cover that. Yeah. In the shed, Gina, also you've put in there a two-part interview process. So if a principal, you can coach a principal or help a principal um, to mm-hmm. understand that interview process, which questions to ask, why they would ask those questions, how to sort of whittle down a person who has the right talents and skills for a particular position, whether it be sales, property management, admin. Is that right? There's all that stuff That's in the a- shed? Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly right. Well, there's a whole series of questions in there. Um, certainly, it's good to ask a lot of these questions. That's the, um, you know, the point of going through that entire process. But it will start to weed out the culture, I guess, um, and so principals also need to get 
pretty clear on what sort of business they're trying to create and build. Yeah. Um, and that out of that will fall out, you know, what kind of culture they're also really looking to embed in their organisation. So through those questions, that will really flesh that part out for them. Right. And I, I guess, you know, ongoing businesses may want to do, um, or a very effective thing for businesses to do is uh, a recruitment drive or, or career information nights. Now, I know that you uh, mm-hmm. uh, organise these around the network for any office that wants yep. to do that, and they do meet with great success, right? I mean, you, you've employed quite, or our office have employed quite a lot of salespeople, property management, admin, concierge roles. What What is a career information night or recruitment night look like? How do you set that up? Yeah, it is basically a night that is, um, you know, we pop it into the calendar. There's some advertising that goes out to local advertising, whether it's um, shops or your local businesses around. Sometimes some of our principals have advertised in local newspapers or just even flyers and stuff around cafes. We generate quite a bit of interest. Um, we've had anywhere from five to 15 people show up to these careers nights. I mean, it's not always about the numbers and we had a very successful one not long ago, but it was just prior to COVID hitting us, unfortunately, in our Linfield office where we had I think we had about four or five people that we were very interested in and we uh, subsequently followed up with one-on-one interviews with the principals uh, in the Linfield office. But as I said, because of COVID, we did put that on hold. More recently, we had Mona Val that we pulled out, three really fantastic wow. salespeople. Yeah, so the numbers are actually there and we've been able to recycle talent as well through the network where we haven't been able to, for whatever reason, actually put those people on. It's been really effective. Yeah, one of the other things, they are very effective. They're a great idea to, to do and to run. And they don't cost the principals anything apart from a little bit of uh, local advertising at their expense. And, of course, social mm. media is, is virtually free, and, and that's a great way to do it as well. We also have um, affiliations through a few different RTOs where they might be doing a certificate of registration or licensing courses. Um, and I know that I go and present at some of these things just to tell people, you know, a day in the life of a real estate agent, and of course, then you know Stone gets to the opportunity to place some of those people in our businesses if those businesses need some talent, right? I mean, so we're trying to cover all grounds for our for our principals and franchisees. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. And I think what it, the great thing, Pete, is that um, our principals can see that we're in there to support them to actually bring these nights to life as well. So they don't have to do everything on their own. I know they've got a lot of support through their own administrative um, staff in the offices that are coordinating this stuff. But the engagement that we provide as well and the support is, is just paramount to help them keep the wheels moving and turning. And as I said before, sort of keeping them accountable to, you know, where are we up to with this candidate? Um, have we contacted them? Are we interviewing them? What are we doing? So it's really pushing through that process and the cycle of onboarding these people um, potentially to upskill them to fully-fledged agents in our business. Yeah, brilliant. And you've been with Stone since inception? Pretty much. Coming up to six years in February, actually, and I just don't know where it's gone. It's just been, um, oh, gosh, the growth has been fantastic. The people that we've onboarded in this organisation has been unbelievable. We've had so much incredible talent, and I think culturally – there's a culture that is that, that really filters through the entire business that I can see. Certainly, each of the offices have their own little individual um, flavours of personality, if you like, but, but overarching, 
there really is um, the strength in that culture for Stone. It's been fantastic. Fantastic. You do a wonderful job, Gina. It's a pleasure to work with you every day. And thank you very much for being a past part of the uh, Stone Industry Podcast. Have a great day and we'll talk soon. Thanks, Pete. Really appreciate your time today. Cheers. Thank you for joining us on the Stone Real Estate Industry Podcast. To learn more about us, be sure to visit us at stonerealestate.com.au. Now, if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your favourite podcast player so you don't miss out on any future conversations with industry peers. While you're at it, if you found value in the podcast and the conversations on today's show, we'd appreciate our ratings on iTunes or simply make sure you tell a friend about the conversation we had. Be sure to join us on our next episode with more information to inform and inspire you. Bye for now.